You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. This is the Great Pets Radio Show with professional dog trainer Brian Kilcommons and Dr. Jim McKiernan of the Great Bay Animal Hospital. The Great Pets Radio Show. Now, here's Brian and Dr. Jim. Good morning. Welcome to Great Pets Radio Show. This is Dr. Jim McKiernan with my co-host Brian Kilcommons. And if you have been outside, which I'm sure you have, it is here. Spring is here. It is beautiful. And I want to wish everybody a very happy Easter and wonderful holiday for you and your family at all. Um, a quick story for you, Brian. I attended a, uh, it's in the front page of the, um, it's not animal related, but I got to tell you about this one. Yeah, uh, the, the variation of Lord of the Flies. Yeah, the front page of the, uh, of the Sunday Citizen, the Fosters, talked about a uh, 60,000 egg drop yesterday up in Rochester, which I attended with my seven-year-old and uh, his friend. And uh, it was it was the most chaotic thing I think I've been, been involved with with qu- quite some time. It just doesn't sound like it was chaotic. It sounds like it was dangerous. Oh, it was, it was beyond belief. And I, I just, I saw kids just getting hurt, uh, uh, you know, kids getting trampled. Um, I, you know, my son came back and he says, my God, my gosh, Dad, he said, uh, uh, someone stole an egg from my they, they stole his eggs that he had on him they pulled him from his pocket they grabbed him they, they, he was like wrestled down right, to the ground Owen seven years old oh it's a, it was a fiasco and I just I think the organizers were uh, their intent was uh, was certainly not this but uh, I'm just glad you know we were, as we were exiting the event um, one of the little guys who was with me looked up and said well I'm glad we made it out okay <laughs> so, it is Easter, and it's that it's not about just a you know tr- trouncing people and grabbing people and pushing them aside to grab an egg, but it was crazy. Anyways, our number this morning is one eight 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 four four one nine eight seven six. We got a kind of an interesting show. We're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about rabbits. This is a time of year that uh, a lot of shelters will not adopt out a rabbit around Easter time because they are a viable, uh, a good pet to have, but it also, it's not the greatest thing in terms of the investment. There is an investment in time. It's, 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 again, we go back to puppies under the Christmas tree, so we're going to be talking about rabbits a little bit today because they do, Brian, make pretty cool pets in the house. Yeah, depending if people know how to take care of them, which is always right. the challenge. Yeah. You know, people a lot of times go on cuteness and not research. Yeah, so we're going to be joined by Dr. Deb Jancora, who, who is a veterinarian that loves rabbits more than anyone I've ever met. So um, she is the rabbit vet. She's well, excellent. This guy loves rabbits, but in a different way. Uh, an Arizona restaurant was barraged with complaints from animal lovers after announcing a rabbit-based menu for Easter Sunday. <laughs> Chef Curry said he received more than 100 emails and an anonymous call wishing him a slow and painful death. To me, it's just food, said Curry. But one offended animal lover said that Curry had underestimated the number of people who have pet rabbits. Absolutely. So, Boy, that's a goof up. Uh, slightly. <laughs> <laughs> They're fast and furious. You know? I mean, what, I mean, what is this guy thinking? Hello? I, you know, I've been in restaurants where they have rabbit on the menu, but to highlight it around Christmas, yeah, Christmas, around Easter, it's just, you know, not good sense. Unless he just wanted some press, which evidently he got. Yeah, well, he got it. I'm not so sure it's any good, though, but, uh, you know, that was, that's a... Uh, <laughs> That's a big one. He got what he deserved on that one. And there is a shortage of dogs in Mumbai, India. 
India is suffering a shortage of bomb-sniffing dogs. Since 2008, Mumbai terror attacks, killed, which killed 173 people, demand for the canines has soared, largely because the dogs are cheaper and better, my word, than electronic explosive detection devices. <clears throat> so they're really looking to beef up uh, their bomb dogs. You know what? I mean, another great reason to be involved with dogs. You so. know that. You've seen some of these working dogs, these tracking dogs. They are fabulous. They are so much fun to work with, too. And it's amazing. We still don't have equipment that can e equal the dog's nose. I know. And as far as finding explosives. Hey, did you hear about this thing in Denver? You know, Denver has a ban on pit bulls. Right. You know, let's give them the stupid award. But besides that, um, three veterans uh, came into Denver. Their service dogs are pit bull type dogs. So Animal Control, which is now almost a para police force in Denver, said those dogs are pit bull type dogs. We are confiscating them, and you have to prove that they're not. They're well, not what? That they're not Staffordshire. They're not bully type the breeds which they outlaw in Denver, which is a very loose categorization, along with you have animal control people deciding what they are, and they're not capable of doing that, in my opinion. So what they did is they took these people's dogs. These are veterans. One guy has post-traumatic yeah. stress syndrome. He depends on his dog in order to keep him balanced. <clears throat> they said, you know what? Never mind the American with Disability Act, which is federal law. We are going to use our local law that doesn't override federal law and confiscate your dogs. It's an obscenity. You know, and, and, and I'm going to tell everybody, this is coming our way. That, that's happening in, uh, I think you referenced Lynn, Lynn. Massachusetts right. recently. Um, you know, it's speak up because I, I'm going to say it again. I said it last week. The nicest dog I met last week was a quote-unquote pit bull. You know what, Beautiful little dog. You know dog. what I don't Happy. people understand is this is not only a dog issue. They are allowing the government the state to come in and seize personal property right. on these bogus definitions. Yes. It, it is really concerning. We're going to be talking about that a little bit more, and we're going to go on to nicer subjects, since it's such a nice day, about bunnies. We're going to be talking bunnies. We have Dr. Deb Jankura with us, who's going to tell us everything we need to know in get it, getting a bunny, and how do we get a bunny, and how do we take care of bunnies. So when we come back, we'll be chatting with Deb. A number, if you have questions, is 888-441-9876. We'll be back. Hey, boy, how you doing? <coughs> what am I doing? <coughs> I'm creating your own life book. It's a website that's just for you. Remember that picture I took of you pulling off Lisa's bathing suit? <coughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Me too. I'm putting that awesome picture on your life book page. We'll see what comments we get. And that great video we took of you standing on the table with your head inside the turkey? That's definitely going on there. <coughs> No, it's easy. It only took me two minutes to set up your page. I chose a great theme, and I can connect with millions of other pet parents. I can also create a memorial life book. <coughs> no, not for Grandma, but we can make one for Fluffy. Remember her? People can create their own life book for their pets by going to PetLifeRadio.LivingYearsPets.com or they can sign up on the PetLife homepage. <coughs> Where's Lisa? She's outside by the pool. Hey, come back here. <coughs> Create your own life book for your pet. PetLifeRadio.LivingYearsPets.com Attention, 
passengers, please fasten your seatbelts, put your seatbags and sleeping pets in their full upright position, and prepare for takeoff. Pet Life Radio presents Travel Tales, the show where you'll get great travel ideas on perfect places for you and your pet. From Paris to paradise, south of the border to the South Seas, Travel Tales will give you cool tips on fun vacation destinations to travel with your pet, pet-friendly hotels, and advice on how to travel safely and happily with your furry best friends. So, get ready to pack the bags and the bones with your Travel Tales hosts, Susan Sims and Nicholas Veslowski, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Great Pets Radio. This is Dr. Jim McKernan with Brian Kilcommons. you got us both here. We are talking pets today. Our number is 1-888-441-9876. And joining us on the line is one of my favorite veterinarians who knows an awful lot about rabbits, bunnies as we should call them today. It's Dr. Jeb, Dr. Deb Jancora. I just called you Jeb, Deb. <laughs> <laughs> it's happened before. <laughs> uh, say hi to Brian. Hey, Dr. Jancora. Hey, hey Brian. For, thanks for being on the show. Oh, you're very welcome. Well, we, and, we uh, had you on last year, Deb. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, obviously it's Easter and, you know, the kids are enjoying their Easter bunnies. But this, but, you know, and we're going to be talking with the, um, the Cochico Valley Humane Society about their adoptions because they had had an increase in adoptions this week. But talk to us about rabbit care. Is, uh, rabbits, do they make good pets? You know what? They make great pets. And, and I'm sorry, but can I backtrack just a bit? I was listening to your caller. Um, discuss the dogs and the disabled people. Right. And I was wondering if he had heard about the the Iraqi war vet that got thrown out of McDonald's in New York over his service dog back last December. No. What kind of dog was it, Dad? It was. It wasn't a pit bull. Um, it was. I don't know, a golden retriever or something. But he had taken it into a McDonald's. He wasn't blind, but he used it for support. And the McDonald's threw him out because it said no dogs allowed. Well, yeah, they're, they're, it's known as reading. And I know it's difficult for some people, but there is what is called the American Disabilities Act. And yes, yes, I, I'm aware of it being having a disability myself. And he later went back to that McDonald's and with his dog. And after complaining, there was a sign on the door that said no dogs allowed except service dogs. They threw him out again. <laughs> You know, this is great because the civil liberties people are going to get involved because you oh. cannot discriminate against disabled Americans with service dogs. Legally, they're allowed. So who management wasn't really paying attention because they're really open for a lawsuit. And the three people in Denver, the three veterans there where their dogs were confiscated, have filed suit on the... Civil, um, the American Disabilities Act. Oh, this guy has filed suit too, and he was also a veteran. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to get off the subject of bunnies because oh, that, that's why I'm no, here. That's a, good, that's a good topic, and off air, uh, Dr. Jenko, Brian and I, but, uh, we're going to have, I we're going to get people from Denver on the line with us. I just wanted to let you know this was in Brooklyn. It happened on, let's see, the news broke on December fourth, two thousand nine. Um, 
I even have his name. You know, to be honest with you, I'm not so much concerned about the golden retriever going into McDonald's. It's maybe some of the people who go there. <laughs> Sorry, but. <laughs> well, yeah, but, it, you know, it was a big deal, and it was uh, on news. Yeah, it's just not right, yeah. And I follow those sorts of things, and so. Um, so let's talk about bunnies. Yeah. Let's talk about bunnies. So why do they you make know, great good pets? Deb. You know, Great good pets. people Great don't good realize pets. that how interactive and um, what personalities they have. I have some that um, run free in part of my house. And, uh, you know, they'll run right up to you. They'll come and sit with you. My kids um, watch television with them. They had an interesting game of Texas Hold'em poker going on with the rabbits. And that um, would make a nice picture. The other day... Yeah. Um, well, is a rabbit the type of pet that you can get and just leave alone? Well, you know what? The interesting thing about rabbits is that they are what's called crepuscular. Now, some animals are nocturnal, and some animals are active during the day. Rabbits are active most in the morning and the evening. So for people that work or are busy during the day, they make very good pets because they're active, you know, during the times when people may have more time to interact with a pet, you know, in the evening or morning hours. Right. Yeah, when you if you have kids and if you're looking to getting a rabbit, it, is it size an issue here? No, no, no. Um, the smaller rabbits or the dwarf rabbits work just as well as, let's say, the larger rabbits? Yeah, I mean, any time that you have children under the age of maybe five, you know, certainly um, uh, y you need to keep an eye on them. And, and any kid needs to be trained how to properly pick up and hold a rabbit. Yeah, well, let's um, talk about that because you just can't walk up to a rabbit, you know, and pick it up by its, well, ears. Or you, or how should you pick up a rabbit? Well, it's, 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 it's a pretty simple thing. You would put a hand under their chest okay, and then take, take the other hand, scoop up their rear end and kind of fold them up into, um, you could picture sort of a C shape. Right. And right. so that if you keep their spine sort of uh, bent in that position, they can't get a lot of force into a big kick with their hind legs, which could be damaging to their back. Very damaging. I mean, it could break, it, you can break a back, essentially. It could break, and that could be pretty much the end of the life of the rabbit. Have you seen that? Um, I have seen it. I yeah. have seen people bring me in rabbits and, oh, well, my kids had it, and, you know, there, there it was with a broken back. Right. How many different types of rabbits are there? Oh, my gosh. I, I don't even know. Um, so there are rabbits what, what, that range from the little dwarf ones that could be two and a half pounds to these giant rabbits that could be 25 pounds. You know, a lot of times people will ask Brian, they'll say, I want to get, I'm trying to draw parallels to dogs, and maybe it's not right for me to do that, but they'll say, I want to get a certain breed. Here's my lifestyle. And Brian will often make a suggestion, you know, Cavalier King Child Spaniel or whatever. Do you have recommendations for people, for rabbits, male versus female, breed type? Um, or are they all kind of the same? Um, there are people that might disagree with me, but to my knowledge, there's not a big difference between a lop rabbit or a, a Dutch rabbit 
um, as far as their uh, individual needs for attention and that sort of thing. Um, I think larger versus smaller might be an issue depending on space available and the people, you know, who would be handling them. I know people, I've seen people handle them, Dr. Jencora, and they'll walk up and they'll think that they're going to get bit sometimes. Will rabbits bite? Or is that kind of an anomaly? Well, it's kind of an anomaly. Um, I, I do know of some rabbits that bite. I have been bitten by rabbits. Um, by far the worst injury I've ever gotten from a rabbit is scratching because they have such powerful hind legs with sharp claws that that's the worst thing. But no, biting biting is really not an issue. Well, okay. I, I know when I'm advising clients, if they have young kids, um, um, I tell them don't get a toy dog because they can't handle a rough and tumble. Right. So right. It, as far as size here, two and a half pound versus 20 pound. 20 pound is a big rabbit. Yeah, yeah, those are not That's those huge. are not realistically <laughs> pets. What, do, do they come with a gun? Do, do they? Can you? Uh, well, I guess we're going to go to break. But what I, w- I want to talk a little bit about Deb when we come back about getting many rabbits. And the other thing is, a lot of people will leave them outside. And I want to get your take on uh, keeping them indoors versus outdoor, and then diet. We'll be back. It's time for school for you and your friends, your furry best friends. Train your dog the fun and easy way with Teacher's Pet Sessions. Teacher's Pet host, Pia Silvani, teaches you step-by-step how to train your dog the fun and easy way. You get eight 30-minute live audio training sessions, complete transcripts of each session, plus a basic training manual to get you and your dog off to a great start. Training begins the moment you bring your dog home. Teacher's Pet Sessions offers positive reinforcement training to shape your dog's behavior and encourages upbeat, enthusiastic responses to ensure that your dog will enjoy learning. Teacher's Pet Sessions dog training is fun at both ends of the leash. So listen, learn, and laugh with your dog with Teacher's Pet Sessions. Get your copy of Teacher's Pet Sessions Volume 1 today. To order, go to teacherspetsessions.com. Hi, this is Pia Silvani, your host. Bring your dog, tug toy, and treats, and get ready to have some fun. Teacherspetsessions.com. Hi, and welcome to the Family Pet on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Colleen Safford. Each week, we'll focus on different topics, child pet safety, child pet training, just how to make an appropriate pet selection for your family. All of these things will be covered in each one of our episodes. So we hope that you will join us at the Family Pet on Pet Life Radio. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back. I'm Brian Kilcommons with Dr. Jim McKiernan from the Great Bay Animal Hospital. And we're talking to Dr. Jim Jencora, who specializes in rabbits. So... You know, with care of rabbits, do people? Do you think most people understand what it really do, that takes to care for a rabbit? Well, I think there are an awful lot of rabbit owners out there that are really um, educated and informed. There are uh, several internet sites 
the um, House Rabbit Network, the House Rabbit Society, that offer a lot of good information on caring for your rabbit. Why, Deb, and, why, why do I think so many rabbits are obese? Or are they not obese? Is, just, is it just that they look that, like they're obese? Join the rest of well, America. Oh. Well, there are, there are, obesity is a problem with them, and part of that is because um, they eat too many rabbit pellets. Rabbit pellets were initially made for the meat rabbit industry to make rabbits gain weight very quickly and um, for rabbits who aren't going to live very long. Oh, interesting. And, and our rabbit friends um, don't are are going to live longer, don't need to gain weight rapidly, and really their diet should be heavier on other components. Now, I know with dogs and cats and people that obesity can lead to such things as arthritis, liver disease, um, you know, diabetes. Does What do you get with an obese rabbit? Do you get any medical issues? Um, yeah. Some of the biggest issues are with their ability to... Um, keep themselves clean. Um, oh, sure. Okay, I can see that. Okay. And, um, uh-huh. you know, keep maintaining proper nutrition. How long does a rabbit live for? Well, you know what? I, I've seen rabbits live to be 14. Wow, but that's not the norm, though, would it be? I mean, well, you know, I, I don't think that 9 or 10 is, is very unusual for a well-cared-for um, house rabbit. That's a good. That's a good number. I mean, you know, some of these the exotic pocket pets, as we call them, you know, they just don't live long enough. I mean, with these hamsters right, and these yeah, little ten years, it's lasting the most marriages. Some, yeah, yeah. Some, some I of the, mean, some you of the know, classrooms have hamsters, and you know, by the time they get it, you, you know, you may be having a, a funeral arrangement by the end of the school year. You know, yeah, it's tough I for mean, the kids. T- two or three years is is a really um, geriatric. So, yeah, I think most people would figure out that rabbit pellets along with carrots and, you know, m- maybe some grain is what a diet that their rabbit should be on. And it's not. What should what should people feed rabbits, uh, Deb? I think that the, the first and, and, and most important part of a rabbit's diet is hay. And a grass hay or a timothy hay um, is the best rather than an alfalfa hay, which contains... Um, high level of calcium, not always healthy for rabbits. But if you put down the hay and do you put down the pellets at the same time because won't they prefer the pellets instead of the hay? Except for that pellets are are to be limited. So if you have a five pound rabbit, you know, perhaps a third of a cup of pellets a day is plenty. Okay. That's a good tip. And the rest of their diet is is free choice hay and um, salad. Are there things you shouldn't give your rabbit? Like I heard pineapple can cause some stuff. I mean, so many people... Well, anything that has a lot of sugar in it is going to um, get the GI tract uh, bacteria out of balance. Okay. So sure, pineapple, fruits, that sort of thing. They're okay to give, but on a very limited basis. The other thing is anything high in carbohydrates. Um, Cheerios. Pizza crust, um, crackers, any of those things are absolute no-nos. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. So, um, things are green leafy vegetables. And, um, you know, carrots are not the best thing. And what I like to tell people is that when Peter Rabbit went into Mr. McGregor's garden, he wasn't digging up carrots. (laughs) <laughs> you know, he was looking for cabbage and greens to eat. All right, do, do you think most people realize that you need to spay or neuter your rabbits? 
No, no, I don't think so. And and I do a lot of education in that aspect. Um, spaying is especially important because in female rabbits, um, uterine cancer is is a really high percentage over the age of four or five. Perhaps fifty percent will develop uterine cancer if they're not spayed. Where do people get rabbits right now? I mean, if you uh, the the clients that you meet. Where do they find them? Do pet stores sell a lot of them? Are, are they... Well, pet stores have some. Um, I think that the best place to get them is is to adopt them, and animal shelters have them. And there are also some rescues. The House Rabbit Network is one that I work with, and um, they always have rabbits for adoption. There are foster uh, homes, you know, located. Yeah, yeah Chico has like ten rabbits yeah. for adoption. What the about the yeah 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 they have a lot of rabbits. Um, you you mentioned your rabbits kind of run free around the house, and um, but where do they go to the bathroom? Do they use a litter box like a cat? They're they're, they're litter pan trained, and it's usually pretty easy to get them to be litter pan trained. And um, talk talk to us about that one. Well. Uh, what you want to use is you don't want to use a litter that would be common for cats. And um, another thing that people seem to think is that using um, wood shavings, like pine shavings, is a good idea. And that's an absolute false statement because the pine and the cedar shavings especially um, can, can cause skin irritations, respiratory irritations, that sort of thing. The best thing to use are there are products that are specially made from um, recycled paper goods. Okay. But you, they will use the litter box, and they because oh, absolutely, absolutely. Is it true that they eat their own poop? <laughs> well, Let's you know that question. <laughs> it is true, and um, because of the way the rabbit's gut is is formed, um, a lot of nutrients are lost in the stool that they actually need, and they produce a special kind of of poop at night called cecotropes, which they do eat, and that gives them um, some of the nutrients that they otherwise would have lost. So it's like a Big Mac from rabbits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's an important thing, and that's one of the things that obese rabbits can't do, which can be, you know, really detrimental to their GI health. Cop- coprophagia, isn't that the term? Coprophagia. Yeah, eating poop. Um, I suppose, but they don't eat the actual poop. Right. They only eat these specially formed cecotropes, gotcha. which are high in nutrients. So how about those people that uh, have their rabbits outside? Is, what do you, is that a good idea or, or not? Well, you know, I think that outdoor rabbits can work um, if people are really committed to spending the time with them, to being out there, interacting with them, making sure that they're taken care of, making sure that they're protected against the elements and safe from predators. Um, so year-round, so you, in February, you can have your rabbits outside? If you have a very secure and, and very um, environment you know, protected yeah, you, area. You, you, I think one must assume that a medium to large sized dog may get into your yard and the hutch has to be built where it could withstand that type of assault. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that it's it's much more preferable to have them in your house. Sure. Um, there are a variety of enclosures and cages that they could be in in your house 
and that they can come out, you know, for playtime in, in certain restricted areas. There are play pens that you can buy for them so that they wouldn't, you know, have free reign of everything in your house. They, but certainly they're much safer. All right, do rabbits need to chew? Do their, their teeth keep growing? Do they growing? need to chew? Yeah. I don't know that they need to chew. Um, but they do I think chew. That but they do absolutely chew, except for one of my rabbits who has had all of its incisors removed because of a problem called malocclusion where they met so abnormally that he couldn't eat. Oh, that's a tough thing. So he has no front teeth, so I don't have to worry about him coming out and eating um, my electrical cords. Oh, that's a good point. Hey, are, you know, are they social, not with people, but are they social with each other? Because I did have a client who went out and bought a bunch of rabbits, put them outside, didn't get them neutered, and they they beat each other up, and it, it, well, it was bad. You know, they can be very violent toward each other. If anyone's read the um, book Watership Down, um, they will fight and and very much maim each other. Um, I think bonding them in, in a controlled way is really important. I think having them spayed and neutered definitely helps, especially with the males. Um, but, yeah, there's certain bonding rituals. You know, it's sort of like if you get two cats, they're not going to most of the time immediately decide that they're best friends. Yeah, yeah. or they and hate each other. <laughs> yeah, and the same is true for rabbits, and, and introducing them sort of um, gradually and, and in, um, in places that are neutral will help. What's the benefit from a, I, I read something about a salt block that you would give a, a rabbit. Is there any, any benefit to that? Well, um, I think that salt blocks can be beneficial. I think um, most of the good quality pellets are going to be balanced for uh, minerals. Um, I would be careful with salt blocks if they didn't overdo it. Certainly too much salt is not a good thing either. Well, my understanding is you can, uh, there's a company called Oxbow, which makes, you can buy your Timothy Hay from, and they also make what's called a Timothy Hay pellet. So would you recommend that people should be feeding Timothy Hay pellets as well as Timothy Hay? You know, um, Oxbow is, is the brand that I recommend and that I use. They make a Timothy-based pellet, um, as well as a couple of other companies, uh, and the Timothy-based pellets are superior because um, most pellets that you go out and buy in the store are alfalfa-based. Alfalfa-based pellets tend to be pretty high in calcium, which in some rabbits can predispose them to forming bladder stones. But aren't they just eating... Uh, it, is that... What's the, um, is that completely balanced and nutritious? Are they... If they, you give these fiber pellets and the, you're getting fiber in the hay, are they getting enough minerals and nutrients from that? If they're eating hay and a controlled amount of pellets, they're good. Okay, interesting. So do most vets know how to take care of rabbits appropriately or do you need a special vet? I would have to say no. Um, Deb, but we're going to go to break, but how do people get a hold of you if they have questions about their rabbits? You know, um, for right now, Dr. Jim, I would have them contact your hospital. The Great Bay Animal Hospital in Durham. Great Bay Animal Hospital and, and have them contact me. Okay. 
We're going to go, but we want to thank you, and we want to say happy Easter to you and your family. And enjoy the bunnies. Enjoy your bunnies. Deb, you're a good egg. No pun intended. Oh, thank you very <laughs> much. Thanks, so much. Thanks for having me. Have so a good adorable. day. Greetings, humans. What planet am I on? Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be Featured in Paparazzi, candid pictures of you and your pet. For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No, to my condo in Boca. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world. Thinking about buying a monkey? How about a ferret or a skunk? Then check out the show that will answer the burning questions, where do you get them? What do you feed them? How do you take care of them? And most of all, what were you thinking? With exotic pet expert and author Bob Tart, every week on demand from PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Great Pets Radio. This is Dr. Jim McKiernan with and, and Brian Kilcom. And we have the big bunny from Cochico. Hey, you know, bunnies are... I, let me just talk a little bit about this before we bring on our friend from Cochico. But they are good. They're good pets. And I really hope people, before you jump out and grab one, um, do some reading. She mentioned a website called the House Rabbit Society. If you get online, great website. All of that information on how to care for the rabbit is there. And the, the biggest thing that we see, the biggest problem, is husbandry. Is 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 what they are fed. So if you just pay attention and you're not giving them everything under the books, a lot of the times you you got a good pet. Well, maybe we'll see if Karen needs a home. We'll just put her in a bunny suit. <laughs> Karen, good morning. Good morning. <laughs> Each week we have Karen Fogarty on for Cochico Valley Humane Society to talk about a pet, which I hope you have someone in mind today. But I asked you to call in a little bit early today to talk to us about your experience with rabbits because I asked Dr. Jankora when she was on where people find rabbits. Are they getting them from pet stores? You know, we know how prolific they can be in their breeding, but you, you have a lot of rabbits, don't you? We do. Um, we tend to have around 10 to 12 at any given time. Um, we don't get as many babies here as the pet stores have, but a lot of them come from pet stores, and you know the person realizes they can't care for them appropriately and brings them to us. What what so pet confirm. stores are selling them, Karen? Um, the smaller pet stores in our area have them. I know a couple of the larger chain ones have them as well. Um, the, I think the issue is that there's no follow-up support once they get the bunny. They should be in the in the business of selling pets like this as far as rabbits it, it's mm -hmm. not because they're going to go on a credit card not on information and making sure people are dedicated right and so and also i think it would be cheaper and nicer for them to get a rabbit from cochico valley humane society yeah and they're already spayed and neutered and, and Karen, did, by a vet, did so. people come to cochico 
looking for a rabbit or do they happen to just show up kind of walking around saying, oh, you have rabbits? Maybe I'll take a rabbit. I think we get a little bit of both, honestly. We have some people that realize that we do have them here and others don't think that we have anything but cats and dogs. Right. But, but we, we do have But as you But as you enter your facility outside, probably today, right? Mm-hmm. And you, well, you have some bunnies running around in a little pen, do you not? Yep, we have an outdoor hutch available and we put the bunnies out when it's nice out. Yeah. All right, what other pets do you have you mentioned? Um, we have some hamsters, ferrets, guinea pigs. We get a little bit of everything, um, and certainly the cats and dogs as well. So instead of going into these stores and really continuing them selling live animals, they can go to Cochico Valley, get the information that they need, adopt a pet for a lot less money. Mm-hmm. And, and also, you know, you're going to say something that pet stores never say. No. Is there client education on your part if somebody wants a rabbit? Yes, we um, we offer you know handouts. We offer support. Um, they can call us if they have questions. Um, we you know we spend time with them trying to find the right fit for them rather than the cutest one. So I think that they, helps a lot. They have a special room for rabbit indoctrination. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Well, hey. just like any other pet, Brian. Where do they end up? Chico. Yeah, mm-hmm. and people just don't realize it. So that should be the first place that you go. If you're thinking about getting a pet and you want a bird or a hamster or a guinea pig or a rabbit, go to Cochico Valley. Has, has anybody, tell me about this week in terms of rabbits. Has Have you had people come in looking for a rabbit this week? We have had um, several. I think spring in general is a, spring and fall we see more people adopting rabbits than any other time of year. Um, we've been lucky. We haven't seen a, a bunch of people looking for specifically Easter, so that's nice. Oh, that's good. It's more of they've been thinking yeah. for a while. Yeah. Well, how? On another note, how's Blue? Blue is doing well. Okay. Um, he made it out the door today and walked around a bit. <laughs> he did. <laughs> he's progressing. Yeah. So. In fact, he's. Um, I spoke with Mike. I'll tell mm-hmm. you. Tell us about Blue. Before you Blue is a pit bull for listeners. That, that or a pit bull type of dog. Anyway, he, I, I think he was living with two other dogs chained out in somebody's backyard, never had any yeah. attention, was ha- never had any exposure. Mm-hmm. He's a lovely dog, but he's not going to do well in the kennel situation. No. So I met Blue, and I went over there and worked with him a little bit, which I'm going to be doing every week. But I also met this guy that was standing out there thinking of adopting Blue. And Blue needs a lot of work, which this guy is willing to do. In fact, he called me, Karen. So he's going to pick up Blue Monday or Tuesday. Excellent. And we're going to start working with him. Excellent. So he can Would start. Well. Yeah, once I think he gets the one-on-one attention, mm-hmm. um, he'll start coming around and out of himself. And this dog just breaks my heart. With a lot of these dogs, there's scars all over his legs from fights he's been in. I mean, it, it, this dog's been captured by somebody, and finally he's escaped. So Cochico has him, and they're taking care of him, and now we're going to take him, place him in a home. And then start rehabilitating them, basically. You know, Karen, on a, on a, on a happy note, um, I did talk to a number of people this week who are looking for puppies. And my oh, understanding yeah. is you just, you have some puppies now, don't you? We do. Um, we have three different litters at this moment, actually, that will be available on Wednesday. Oh, boy. Because um, they have to get spayed and neutered tomorrow. Um, but we've got Australian Shepherds, Border Collies, Labs, and ooh, maybe Great Dane Mix. Not really sure. Nice. Uh, yeah. With the Australian Shepherds and the Border Collies, you know, people need to know that training isn't optional. Right. Yes, they're like, a little, little bit tougher, for sure. Well, it's like living with a Menza student on speed. Oh, God. <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> calm down. I really can't. <laughs> well, they're mixes, so that helps. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, right, but you know what? It, it, I, it's funny because I just set up some a, a, a friend of a friend who wanted to get a dog, and I got him a very nice dog, and we're talking yesterday, and I'm showing him some things what to do with this new puppy he has. And he goes, my brother-in-law has a dog, American Bulldog. All right, hasn't done any training with it besides yelling and screaming, totally believing that it's the dog's fault it's not listening, and then graduated to an e-collar, an electronic collar. And this is one of the most destructive tools that anyone could use, especially without any knowledge behind it. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's stuff like this with people getting involved, because as you know, Karen, this is one field everyone's an authority on. Right. Yes. You know, and I compare it to having a rash on your arm. You know, you go to walking downtown Durham, and you have a rash, and you walk up to somebody and go, what do you think this is? Everyone's going to have an opinion. It doesn't mean they're right. Exactly. Yeah. Karen, what else? Um, how about cats? Are there cats there today, too? Um, we do have a lot of cats. We still have around 80 right now looking for homes. Nice. Um, we're starting to see kittens come in, pregnant cats. So, um, uh, The deluge begins. Mm-hmm. So, so if, <laughs> you, if, if you're thinking about adopting a pet, and you have put some time into it, and which is a great idea. Check out Cachico Valley Humane Society. We have Karen Fogarty. You're up there today, right, Karen? We're actually closed today for the holiday. Oh, you uh, are? But we, yeah, but we will be here on Tuesday. Okay. And the, num- the phone number there is? 749-5322. All right. Hey, listen, happy Easter. Thank yes, you. you do a great job, Karen. You really make that place hum, and it makes all the difference in the world to the animals. Thanks for Thank calling you. in on Easter Sunday, and have a great day. Thanks. Take Bye-bye. care, love. They do have a lot, of, uh, a lot of good support up there. You know, a couple of things, Brian, I wanted to mention to you before as we wrap up the show. There is a lot of people now who are using flea and tick control products. And, you know, I mentioned to you weeks ago that the, a lot, many people think, many intelligent people, that a lot of these tick products don't work beyond two weeks. But the EPA is now looking at these products that we're putting on our pets because we've had so many complaints last year. And the complaints have basically been a pyrethrin-based compound. So a lot of these comp- these products are sold where, you know, the stores and pet pick, you know, right. Pet but types but places. What, with backing up pyrethrin, people think they're plants and it's safe and it's not going to hurt right. their dog and it's proposed like that. So not true. That's not true. So so anyways, the the uh, a lot of the products that we typically sell, Fipinol, which is part of Frontline, we they have not gotten all these complaints. So this is the time of year. Put it on now. I just we got attacked by mosquitoes last night. They're out. The, the number of ticks is going to explode because we had a nice insulating layer in December. So get ready, so, folks. So this is basically one of my favorite lines. Bite me. Yep. Mosquitoes <laughs> and, and ticks. We'll be talking about that when we get back. Give us a call, 1-888-441-9876. You're with Great Pets Live. Aquariums and pond keeping are among the most popular of all hobbies in the United States and throughout the world. In fact, fish are probably the most numerous pet in people's homes and in their businesses. In Aquarium Mania, we'll learn more about the secret and not-so-secret life of fish and other inhabitants, the basics of good aquarium keeping, the complexities of the aquarium industry, and the science and art that surround this fascinating hobby. I'm your host, Roy Anong, and I'd like to thank you for joining us. Aquarium Mania. Every week, on demand. Only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On PetLife Radio. PetLife Radio. PetLife Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs>
Welcome back to Great Pets Radio. This is Dr. Jim McKiernan with Brian Kilcommons. And, uh, Brian, we had another um, pet food recall, and I want to bring to people's attention. The Nature's Variety uh, brand has expanded its recall of chicken-flavored pet food because of concerns over salmonella. The Lincoln, Nebraska company said Monday that the raw frozen food, and that's it, folks, raw frozen, is being recalled because it could be contaminated with salmonella. So if you are using nature's variety chicken-flavored products, don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So, I just, so what do you think of raw food? I don't think it's worth it. I just don't. I think it's a... The, you know, I just don't. Th- it's yeah. expensive. Yeah, but it, no, 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 no. Not any more expensive than the dry food. Have you looked at dog food prices lately? Yes. It's like it used to be a buck a pound. I don't it's not think like it's a worth buck it. fifty. I don't. I'm just. I would not do it with my own dog. Ooh. That said, if you do do it, I'm for it. I can tell you this: the nutritionist that we spoke with said one thing: if you do the raw food, sear it. That's all she said. Just sear it first, because all of the E. coli and stuff will hang out on the on the outside. I have a hard enough time cooking for me. Well, that's why we shouldn't... Why, why get into it, then? I'll just give it to him raw. Nice and bloody. Well, again. <laughs> I always love it when you just look at me and go, Huh? Where are you coming from with this? <laughs> I am not a huge fan of the raw food diet. There are so many good foods out there right now. Just find that what works with your dog and keep keep going on it. And as your dog ages and you start thinking, well, now I need to switch to the senior diet, you really don't. You don't need to switch. If your dog is doing well on well, the diet, the, it's Well, on. it's amazing when they have they segmented, you know, all the dog foods. Yeah. Puppy, I'm active, large breed, small breed, and just slice and dice, the Labrador diet, the Golden Retriever diet. It's like, huh? Nope. But I'll tell you what, the most clever and genius marketing I have ever come across has been the, for cats, called the Indoor Cat Formula. How many cats are indoor? So people go shopping for the food and say, oh, this, cat's for, this food's for indoor cats. <laughs> this is the one I'm going to get. That's ingenious. That yeah. sells food. And cats should be indoors. Yeah, you know that whole wave of kittens coming in. They come from someplace. It, also, all the birds are coming back. Loose cats and knocking out the birds. But whether but the, whether the cat goes outside or inside, it doesn't specify you need a different type of food. No, I mean that's my point. Right, but people, it's amazing. I think most cats should do. be on high fiber diets. I mean, what do they do all day? Right, they kind of hang out. Right, but they they also they're very finicky and they will at times just torture you until they get what they want. Yeah, the other the other thing that kind of fries me a little bit is glucosamine. People think they every dog should consider glucosamine, the large breeds especially, as they get in their older years. But these fortifications with glucosamine have no therapeutic value. So if your food says it comes with glucosamine, sure it does, but it's not enough to help. Right. There's not enough in there to make a difference, so it doesn't really warrant an added expense because it has glucosamines. Uh, Yes, exactly. Is that what you're saying? I do say that. And I'm going to keep going on this, too, in our final minute. I read a study last week that said 60% of the -the over-the-counter glucosamines that are out there, right? Right. Do not have what it's supposed to say it does have. So if it says 1,200 milligrams, 60% of the time, it just doesn't. So buy it from your veterinarian because we have the, the you know, the, the right yep. product. So, Anyways, Listen, happy Enjoy Easter. the day. Happy Easter. It's a lovely day out. Get out there, play with your dogs, and we will be back next week. Have a great week, everyone. I'm Brian Commons with my co-host, Dr. Jim McKiernan from the Great Bay Animal Hospital and hardcore bunny lover. 
Have a great week, everybody. You've been listening to The Great Pets Radio Show. Join Brian and Dr. Jim next Sunday for more informative pet talk. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.